We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the third game Clyde this season. Six Knicks. In double figures, as time winds down, here at Madison Square Garden. Simons from three, off the mark. So the Knicks, with some revenge, following their loss in Portland in late January. Knicks win their second straight. Now 11-13 on the season. They are tied for sixth, Clyde, in the Eastern Conference. Giddy up, baby. <sighs> that feels good. I like that. That's a nice win. Hold on, I'm, I'm gonna grab my light here so I can get nice and nice and shiny for everybody. There we go. All right, the Knicks, the New York Knickerbockers, who were picked by the fine folks in Las Vegas. Las Vegas, they know everything in Vegas. They know everything, but they don't know everything. Um, they were picked to win 22 and a half games, and. Uh, Shit, the Knicks are halfway there, 11-13 and 13 after only a third of the season. So halfway to the win total after a third of the season. I like that. That is nice. That is that is on the right track. Um, they also became, I guess, what, the second team this season to hold the Blazers under 100 points. And I wish I could say that I felt bad that the Blazers missed those three three-point field goals at the end. Um, that would have made things really interesting. And by the way, I think the the Knicks need to win their or work on their end of game situations. Uh, maybe we want to practice those a little bit more. Um, I, I would say that I felt bad, except they the Blazers came out in the last game we played each other and hit nine thousand threes in the first quarter, um, and uh, it made it impossible for us to come back. And they did it again today because they hit another nine thousand threes in the first quarter. And uh, the Knicks won anyway. I think I want to say the Blazers still for the game were they had to be close to forty percent, thirty six point two percent. So they shot league average from three today. So uh, this was not a lucky win by the Knicks. This was a legit win by the Knicks. 
Um, of course, I'm looking at the chat. People are complaining. Of course, how can we? Why would we not complain about an 11-13 team with you know less talent than any other organization in basketball? Because uh, we're in New York, we always find something to complain about. Um, all right, let's get into this one. I thought it was a good win. Um, I thought it was an important win because I was looking at the downside. I thought if they came into this weekend and they dropped both games then they would have lost 8 of 10 and uh they would be sitting uh with a record of 10 and 15 10 and 15 is like you're starting to look at lottery balls instead of playoff spots um so i i didn't want to i didn't want to start that dance yet um i'm happy they won the game i thought i really did think it was an important win and if they could ever win tomorrow to get to within a game of 500 i think that'll be absolutely massive because i feel like that would you know, solidify them as, okay, this season means something. This is a legitimate push. It's it's not just a cute, you know, oh, the Knicks got off to a five and three start and the teams are missing a, a million threes against them. Like, I think if they could win this game tomorrow at home and know that they have, um, at that point, they would play another seven out of their next 10 games at home. Um that would be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. I, I would like to see that because I'd love to see, you know, I'd love to see what what how the rest of the league, including the league's stars and people who are, you know, inclined to ask for trades to winning organizations. I would love to see how people reacted to like, oh, shit, the Knicks are a, like in a playoff race. But we're not there yet. Um, I'm, I'm not ready to say that this is legit yet, but they're they're not a bad team. They're not a good team yet, but they're not a bad team yet. They're a competitive team. They know exactly what they're doing on defense. It doesn't always work. Obviously, it doesn't always work. Um, but it's just great to see. All right, let's get into some players. Um, I got to start with R.J. Barrett. And we'll, we'll talk about the rotation stuff because we always got to talk about the rotation stuff. But um, no, so Josh says no one is demanding a trade to a 500 Knicks team. No one's demanding a trade to a 500 Knicks team, but the way this thing works, as far as I, I understand, I'll get to Barrett in a second, but I saw the question, so I'm going to take it. Um, is like when guys want to move, you know, they have a list of teams like, okay, I would like to be moved to this list of teams, whatever it is, three, four, five teams. We saw James Harden ex eventually expand his list to five or six teams or whatever it was. You want to just see the Knicks be on that list because right now they're not even on that list for players. And I'm talking about right this second, too. Um, you want to see them get in those conversations again because, they're, you know, if you're not in those conversations, if you're not a place that stars want to go, you're fucked. So the only way they could correct that is to keep winning games. And, um, yeah, I just want to say that. So let's talk about R.J. Barrett. Um, R.J. Barrett, did he lead them in scoring? No, he didn't. Actually, he was third in scoring for them. 18 points, but he did get seven rebounds. They get three assists. I thought um, he had an additional nice um, – my favorite move from him probably of the day, other than a couple of buckets, which were really nice, was when he used the screen, turned hard, came right down the middle of the lane, and he tried to kind of hook a pass around to Taj Gibson. And I think it was Anthony Simons got, that just got his hand in there, and it ended up in a turnover and, like, a fast break the other way, but just the notion of seeing RJ Barrett on a drive when he has it going offensively, 
look to make that pass. And it's, I, th- I thought it was the right play. And it was like, came so close to being executed properly. Um, just really great to see. And he had three assists that were, that were legit. Um, and most importantly, uh, 18 points um, on 14 shots. He made two threes. Didn't get to the line today. Um, but again, if teams are going to kind of play off of him on those drives, maybe he doesn't get to the line and that's fine. He was converting today. So I don't, I don't mind that. Um, I thought Barrett had a great game. He continues to be wonderful on defense. His his defensive growth, I've said all year has been better than his offensive growth. Randall, another great game. I I don't really have much to say on Julius because he just keeps doing the same shit. He he literally put up his season averages, except he fell short by two assists, 22 points, 11 rebounds, four assists, one turnover. Um, Man, it sucks that he's probably not going to make the all-star team. And that's, Man, that sucks. Um, He deserves it because he means more to this team than a lot of other guys mean to a lot of other teams. We got to talk about Alfred Payton. Um, I know everybody wants me to talk about how Emmanuel quickly only played 13 minutes in this game. I mean, what do you you want Tibbs to do? So here's here's the situation. The situation is... Tibbs feels like Alfred Payton is a more reliable defender than Emmanuel Quickly. And there were a couple of plays there that during this game that proved Emmanuel Quickly was maybe not as good a defender. I think he's a spirited defender. I think he gives it everything he has. I think he might, as my daughter tries to sneak in here, what do you want? Come in. It's okay. Um, I think he gives a, a ton of energy, effort, um, Michael Aaron, good call. Did you see RJ call out Randall for Bullock's three in the first quarter? I did. Those two, the synergy between RJ and Randall right now is awesome. Anyway, back to Alfred Payton um, and Emmanuel Quickly. He gets caught on stream sometimes. He's not the, the, you know, he's a rookie. He's a rookie trying to learn NBA defense on the fly. And when you're going against Damian Lillard, and clearly Tibbs was shitting his pants at the idea of Emmanuel Quickly guarding Damian Lillard. Is that the right decision? Is that the wrong decision? I don't know. Um, You know, I haven't talked about it much on here because we we make it all about what's on the court. But the notion that, like, guys have their roles right now, and I know nobody wants to hear this, so but I'm going to say it anyway. The notion that guys have their roles right now, and it's like, okay, Elf, you're my you're my point guard stopper. You're my defensive guy. Is that true? Of course, it's not true. Alfred Payton can't stop a strong wind. But he's in the right places. He tries his best most of the time. I thought he's given much better defensive effort the last two games, this one included. Um, and I thought he deserved to be out there. He's having a nice game on offense. He, he's the most infuriating player in the world to watch. I hate watching him. If there's a player that is less fun in the league to watch than Alfred Payton, I don't know who that player is. He's not a fun player to watch. But – he has games like this, and um, do they win that game without Alfred Payton? I don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. Maybe that doesn't matter to people. It matters to me. Um, I thought his defense was okay today, and I thought Tibbs played his card, and it ended up working out. And again, you know, uh, some uh, some some bloggers uh, got on me the other day when I defended Tibbs because I was like, they have a ten and thirteen record. What do you want? And they're like, you're really using the look at the scoreboard argument? And I'm going to be like, yes, I am the unsophisticated asshole who is going to be like, look at the scoreboard. The Knicks are 11 and 13. Whatever fucking buttons this guy is pushing in the locker room, he has guys playing their asses off. Um, He has guys buying into the scheme. 
Um, Frank Corona says, I can't help myself but get mad when Elf does well. I really don't want to feel this way, but it's my natural reaction. I don't blame you, Frank. Like, it's a tough call because we know Alfred Payton's not the future of this team. We know Alfred Payton probably shouldn't even be the president of this team. But sometimes there's more going on behind the scenes than we realize. Like, I don't know. I'm not going to pretend like I'm some some sage when it comes to figuring out NBA locker rooms, but it, it does seem just from – from teams that do well, everybody seems to know their roles and they buy in because they're like, all right, if I bring it 110% every game, like coach is going to continue to believe in me. Is that is that enough of a justification for playing guys the way Tibbs dubs? I, I don't know. But I don't know how you could fault them right now. So... Um, yeah, I see Max right here. Miller had us winning some games. The team should be at 11 and 13 right now. RJ and Randall have gotten much better. I'm sorry. This team shouldn't be 11 and 13. I'm going to strongly disagree with that. Like, they went out last year. First of all, Miller benefited from a very easy schedule early on. Um, and, like, when they were winning games last year, they won some games last year. Don't get me wrong. Under Miller. And Miller did a good job. He was fine. But you didn't see any semblance of cohesion offensively, defensively, defensively a little bit, but not offensively. Like this team goes out there and they know exactly what they're doing on both ends of the floor. That has real value. And like I, I also think we also have to put this into context. The Knicks won games under Miller last year after we were already in the second portion of the season. Teams were already tanking. Like, a lot of those wins we saw come against some teams that were mm, maybe not the, the strongest of competition. Um, for the Knicks to come out and win games during a portion of the season where literally every team other than maybe the Pistons and maybe the Wolves, am I forgetting someone? And maybe the Wizards um, are like, like every other team, 27 teams are going out there and playing their asses off every night. And the Knicks are still 11, 13. I'm sorry. I'm going to give that a lot more credit. Plus the eye test, what I'm seeing, plus the net rating. Like, that's the thing. You are what you're not. You, you aren't what your record says you are. You are what your net rating says you are. And right now the Knicks have, I believe after today, they're going to have roughly the 17th best net rating in the sport. The Knicks never sniffed a top 20 net rating just under Miller. Like, they were a borderline, like, top 15 defense. I, I would love to get I, – I, I, I just, I'm sorry. I can't compare what I'm seeing right now to what I saw under Miller. It's different. Julius Randle's a different player. He's not – he didn't get – you know, you want to give credit to RJ for working out on his own and, and becoming a better guy because of his work ethic? Absolutely, 100%. This team didn't have quickly last year. I'll give you that. But they had some pieces. They had some guys. They had Marcus Morris for half the season. That dude was hitting 48% from three. Didn't matter. Like, they couldn't figure it out because that offense was just a shit show. Um, thank you, Joseph. 11-13 is more impressive given the schedule. They have played more road games than any team in the league, and they have played a, a schedule where, again, they haven't played any teams that are just mailing it in. Um, <laughs> Bobby fan. I have to read this. Heard a rumor that Tibbs is being controlled by a space laser, and that's why he's not playing the Rook more. Um, look, quickly's gonna be fine. Quickly's gonna get a ton of minutes. 
Um, I, I don't. He wanted Elf on Dame today. You get. Uh, you want me to go crazy about that? I, I can't do it. I'm sorry. Um. Anyway, um, I think he's done a great job, and I think he's putting pushing the right buttons. And I think again, maybe my standards are too low. Um, and maybe that's what it is. For the for what it's worth, in the minutes that quickly played today, I thought he was really good. Um, you know, he was he was getting jammed up with the with the traps a couple times, but I thought he figured it out after a little while. Um, God, what an asset, Burks! Forget about being four of nine from three. He really is our our most legitimate three point weapon. Eight rebounds, also all big rebounds. He was really getting into traffic. I thought his rebounds were significant. Um, Toppin, I know Toppin only played whatever he played, nine minutes, but that one move, that one move he had was really nice. It was great to see Toppin pull that off um, and make a make a nice nice make in the lane. Um, had to feel good for him too. Um, anybody I haven't talked to talked about before I get to Rivers? Um, Bullock was Bullock was good. Bullock was two of four from three, and he made uh, four of six overall. So let's talk about uh, Austin Rivers. So people have been complaining for uh, probably a week or so, maybe more now, that Austin Rivers should be out of the rotation. Um, looks like you got your wish. At least for the second half, he was he was pulled there, um, didn't get out um, or didn't come back in, rather, I should say, in the second half. I thought it was the right move. Austin Rivers, today for the first time, I was like, he's actively hurting the team. He's making poor decisions. Um, he is taking bad shots. He's yeah, the, the top of three that hit the top of the backboard was not so great. Um, you know, he was forcing it. The, the atrocious decision to go one on one with Mello that got blocked out of bounds. Like just I felt bad for the guy at that point. Do I think he's gonna get pulled from the rotation overall? No. Do I think Frank is gonna play instead of him next game? No. Do I think um Knox might play ahead of him next game? Maybe. I think they'll come up with a bullshit injury. Um, but maybe I could see that. Um, I, I don't think Rivers is bad. I think Rivers is just in a slump, and I think he knows that um, because you saw him. He slammed the, the scorer's table. But uh, here's the thing. I think Rivers means something to this team, and I think Rivers means something to the locker room. I think his attitude, the fact that he said what he said in the beginning of the season about how the Knicks have sucked for a long time and we need to change that and we need to take some pride in that and actually mean it, like that means something. So I don't think Tibbs decided like if you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Lightly to take him out of the rotation in the second half today. I thought that was probably a tough move. Um, I commend Tibbs for being able to do it, but like, you know, for people who want like Peyton benched and like Franken and Knoxon. It's like, 
Tibbs is only getting these guys to play hard because he's maintaining credibility with his team. And specifically, he's maintaining credibility with the veterans on this team. So, um, you know, it's a tough line. It's a tough line to, to walk when you have a roster that doesn't have a lot of talent. Um, I saw a question from Michael Mitchell, excuse me, Epner. Uh, the next two games against Miami, Miami are a pivot. Win both, and the Knicks are contenders. Plus Miami, well, I don't know if they're contenders. Uh, the Knicks, would be, Knicks, would, the Miami would be in real trouble. Yes, I agree that if the, if Miami lost these games, they would be in real trouble. Um, Slacker Hero, great name. Miami or Macri, there's a lot of talk about what to do about Randall, but I feel like there hasn't been much talk about him potentially declining his option for next year. Um, Julius Randall cannot decline his option for next year. It's a team option. It's not a player option. Um, however, I, I'm uh, this is one of the areas of the CBA that I'm not great on. I do believe the Knicks could engage in extension talks with Julius Randall uh, this summer. I don't think they will, even if they can. Uh, I'll look that up. Um, but yeah, no, Randall, Randall's theirs for $19.8 million next season if, if they want. Him. So that's good. Um, let's see what else we got. Uh, oh, Colin, I see Colin here. Colin's put a hat, uh, heart to something. Um, I still want Trent jr. From Jonas Plout. Um, I think Gary Trent jr. Is going to get like the God, what contract is that guy going to get? Four for 60. Someone's going to pay that dude. Might be Portland, but it's a lot of money. Um, are we EJ one? Are we accelerating the timeline too much? Not having a true superstar player could really be a problem. I don't want to end up the Pistons. Um, I actually mentioned the Pistons the other day. I forget what podcast I was on. Um, but like we saw the Pistons for a few years. They had Drummond. They had Reggie Bull, uh, Reggie Bull, Reggie Jackson. Um, and they were like a seven or eight seed for a couple of years. No, we don't want to be that. Here's the thing. This isn't Detroit. This is New York. We don't have to worry about what happens if we get too good, um, too fast, and and no one's going to want to come here and we won't have a great draft pick. I think that's let's. I think that's a problem you worry about later. I think for the Knicks, if you look historically at the odds of landing a superstar player in the draft and you – now toss in the new lottery rules and you look at like, all right, what are the odds that I'm going to get a superstar that way versus what are the odds that I'm a major market team and I'm actually decent that someone is going to want to ask for a trade here, include me on their list of teams that they're okay to be traded with or just come in free agency. I think the, the probability is higher for the second one. So that's why if you're in New York I don't think you think twice about just going out there and winning these games, especially since it's not like there aren't young players involved in this. Mitchell Robinson's involved in this. RJ Barrett's involved in this. Emmanuel Quickly's involved in this. And I think you need one more guy to be heavily involved in this. And, and I think it's probably going to be Obi Toppin. Um, and he needs to look the part at some point. But to, to the, to the question of like winning too many games, again, look at this draft. We just had a draft where we're looking at it three weeks later, right? Or, or three, excuse me, three weeks later, three, two months later, three months later. And you're talking about the best players from this draft are the guy who was drafted third, the guy who was drafted um, 11th, right? That was where Halliburton was drafted. The guy who was drafted 25th, who we just saw. And guys like Desmond Bain 
and like Xavier Tillman. Um, like these are the guys who are the best players from this draft. Uh, you don't need a top pick. It, it's nice to have a top pick, but there are repercussions that come with having a top pick. And I think, you know, you got to take those repercussions seriously because losers stay losing oftentimes, unless you get lucky enough to get that dude. And sometimes even when you get that dude, you still will lose games. Um, look at Anthony Davis in New Orleans. Yes, Gabe Summerstein. Look at Brooklyn. Winning got them KD and Kyrie. Look at the Clippers. Winning got them Kawhi and and, um, and Paul George. Um, you know, even the Lakers. They weren't winning, but they had a bunch of young kids that showed like that they were legit. Um, let's see what else. If we trade that Dallas pick for fucking Victor Oladipo, look at the awesome gamer using with the potty language. I don't think they're going to trade the Dallas pick for Victor Oladipo. I don't think they'll trade a first-round pick for Victor Oladipo, actually. Um, Michael Gardner, what do we do about quickly minutes? What is Tibbs' hesitation to play them together? Um, you mean play Alfred Payton and Emmanuel quickly together? I don't. I think I think you're going to see Emmanuel quickly average like 25 for the rest of the year, and I think that's that's fine. I think um, someone mentioned to me at some point yesterday or today uh, that quickly should get more time with R.J. Barrett. I think that's fair, but I think that's probably just a situational thing. Yeah, elf and quick. Um, I think he like Tibbs likes having his starting five and his backup five, and he likes to keep those roles. Um, that's one of those areas that, like, you know, you want to say Tibbs is old, too old school there, and maybe he should adjust. I think that's fair. I thought I thought he was going to adjust with some Obi and Randall minutes this season. We haven't seen that. I'd love to see that, but uh, we don't always get my our wishes. Um, Alfred has Tom's nudes. Do you see Burks moving at the deadline? Uh, no, because I think they have a ton of second round picks and I don't think uh, Alec Burks is netting them a first round pick. Uh, good question from the late great bricklayer. Um, maybe that's uh, Emmanuel uh, or Alfred Payton's burner. Um, let's see. What else do we got? Uh, I'll do for a couple more minutes. Uh, we're allergic to maintaining a 15 point lead from Tyler Sanders. I completely agree. I thought with about three minutes left in that game, I thought they were going to blow it. Um, their offense just, it stagnates late in games. And I guess maybe that's a product of the fact that this unit hasn't been in a whole lot of close games that matter. I don't know. Could be, but, uh, Hey, listen, they've got enough of the wins. So he <laughs> can't get Obi around. It's amazing. how many complaints. I'm sorry. I always, I, I come in here and I see all the complaints. It amazes me. I'm just, I'm just happy as a pig and shit. I, I really must have very low standards. Gosh. That's that's a shame for me. Um, call OKC for Shea. My goodness, I wish. Um, what do we? Who do we have that's worth a first that we'd be willing to trade? Um, no one. Question from Nick Acosta. Uh, no one. I think. Uh, yeah, I mean Randall's the only one, and I don't think they're going to trade Randall. So. Um, Good question from Carlos Matos. How much better would this team be with Derrick Rose? I don't know. I haven't watched enough Detroit. I, I've read that like I shouldn't take too make too much about his his numbers around the rim. Um, but I, he'd be Peyton. They'd probably be over five hundred if they had Rose all year. Um, Kane Marco. I have never seen Elf play twenty five games without at least a minor injury. Now that Frank needs it. 
for a chance to crack the lineup. He's made of iron. Yeah, I I will say this. I think if you're if you're holding out hope for the next two guys or three guys, I always forget Dennis Smith Jr. exists. Um, if you're holding out hope for any of the next three guys on rookie contracts that are on this team and you're looking for them to get minutes, I think uh, Kevin Knox is probably going to be the guy you're going to want to hold out hope for. I would be. I would be very, very surprised if, if Frank worked his way into the rotation. Um, barring a slew of injuries, I would just just personally be surprised. Um, okay, Big Shot Brian. It's a very bold name. Um, would you make two picks in the upcoming draft or package both picks for a top to get a top guy? Um, I don't. That's a great question. It's impossible for me to answer that that question without knowing where the picks would be, um, and also knowing like who's the guy that you want to get. Um, I think just two picks is probably not going to get you reg- almost regardless, unless one of them is like the first pick or the second pick. And if they get a, a top two pick, I don't think they're going to want to trade it. Um, although if they get a top two pick, I could see them moving it for the right guy. Sure. But like I, I just I don't know. It's impossible. It's too many variables for me to and to, to not know where teams are going to be at. But that's an interesting thing to keep an eye on. Um. Uh. B. Boy. Boy said the only thing I didn't like was Tibbs sitting Emmanuel quickly after making a three and doing doing a steal. I completely agree. That was the first time all, all year where Tibbs did a ro- made a rotation decision, and I outright was like, I don't get this. I thought he should have left quickly in for longer. And I think it was purely a function of uh, Damian Lillard coming back in the game. And he really just wanted nothing to do with um, quickly on Lillard, which again, easier to question that decision if they had lost, but they won. Okay. um, Two more. The Knicks win tomorrow at MSG heat opposite of Portland in terms of scoring. Heat is a bottom five team in the league when it comes to points per game. Yes, but my my fear always when it comes to the Knicks defense is that teams who are traditionally poor offensive teams, but that like they're smart. Like when we've been on, in decent defensive runs in years past, those teams always get us. Specifically the Heat. I feel like the Heat always figure out the Knicks defense or for a very long time. So th- I think this will actually be a really, really good test for the Knicks defense. Can they – do what it takes to stop an offense that has been struggling immensely this season, but that like they know what they're supposed to do. And they usually like they get in their spots or just, they're just struggling right now. Um, that's, it'll be a good test. Um, stop the Tibbs hate, not saying it's you, Ashley Nick's at KFTV. Shake my head. I don't, I don't know who Ashley is, but, um, um, I agree. Stop the tipsy. Um, all right. Last one from Colin. I want more quickly and bullock lineups. What a random question to end on Colin or a random statement to end. on. Um, I want, I want more five out lineups and considering, I think we only have one potential five out lineup. I want to see it. It's quickly. It's, um, it's, uh, bullock. It's Burks, it's Toppin, and um, I guess Knox, although I'll take Toppin and, and Randall. 
Um, that's those are the lineups that I want to see, and that's no shade on RJ Barrett. I mean, RJ Barrett can't play 48 minutes a night, so like during the somewhere in the 15 to 18 minutes a game that RJ Barrett sits, I would love to see quickly out there with Burks and Bullock and Toppin and see what they could do. And if you want to give me some Randall, man, that would be fun. Um, but you know, we again, we don't always get what we want. All right, that's Ashley from Knicks Fan TV. Oh, okay, got it, Zeke. Thank you. Um, all right, one more, just because I think this is this is interesting. Tasks. You don't think a couple firsts and a play can land you Shea Gilgis, um, uh, Alexander. Um, two firsts. Two firsts and a player. So you're talking. You're really you're talking like two firsts and like Obi. For Shea Gilgis Alexander. I think I don't think Oklahoma City does it. I think OKC likes I think they like Shea and I think they want to keep Shea. Um I'm not sure the Knicks should do it either. They have a guy that drafts really well. Um last thing I'm gonna say, and then I'm gonna get out of here as I'm coming up on a half an hour. Um, as my producer, Andrew Claudio, reminds me via the old text message, um, it would not be terrible if you told everybody to leave a five-star rating on iTunes. So um, this is not for you guys right now, but for anybody listening, when we put this up on iTunes, um, kindly leave a five-star rating or subscribe if you're not subscribed. And if you're watching this on YouTube still, um, I think there's a thumbs up function that you could hit. And it's, it's, it's a good thing. Or so I'm told from the people that know social media better than me. Um, so thank you for watching another one of these post games. I should come up with an official name for them. We'll work on that. But uh, everybody enjoy your uh, your uh, rest of your day. Enjoy your Saturday night. Um, we're going to do a brief one of these tomorrow because me and Jeremy, I, I think, are recording after the game. And uh, that's uh, that's all. Let's, let's go Knicks against the Heat tomorrow.